For far too long, injury lawyers have cared way too much about money and boosting their egos, and not enough about the people they serve. That stops now. Welcome to the Mutrux Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast, where trial lawyer Tyson Mutrux cuts through the BS and gives you practical takeaways to get you back on your feet, settle your case, and get on with your life. No fluff, no ego. And now, here's your host, Tyson Mutrux. Welcome back to the Mutrix Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast. This is episode two. My name's Tyson Mutrix. I am the owner of Mutrix Firm Injury Lawyers. And in episode one, we talked about really the most important parts of the injury case at the very, very beginning, you know, met, getting medical care and establishing liability by getting that evidence. What we're going to do right now is, and again, these are bite-sized episodes, so these are going to, I'm going to do this in a very a fairly quick fashion. So I'm going to go over the entire pre-litigation case process, not the litigation that'll be done in another episode later on down the road. But this is the pre-litigation case process. And I'm going to go over just the high points. I'm not going to cover everything uh, because those will be done in separate episodes. We'll dig in deeper in those. And so I just want to give you an idea as to basically how long your case is going to take. And it, just the, the different um, stopping points along the way. Okay. So uh, we're going to go over that now. So obviously first part of an injury case is you are injured. Now that's an obvious part of this. After that, the most important part by far is getting medical treatment. And I talked about why that is in the previous episode, but I'm going to reiterate it here. First part is the whole idea is that you get better. Obviously in 10 years, you don't want to be complaining about a neck or a back injury or something else because you didn't deal with it, all right? You've got to make sure you get that done. The other part of that is the legal part of this, is documenting your injuries. And if you've got these massive gaps in treatment, so massive gaps in documentation, it's as if those injuries did not occur in the eyes of the law, all right? So make sure you get that treatment. So, And, the, and what I'll, I'll say about that as well is, Although I'm going to cover the high points, this is not some linear process. So there are certain things that happen at the same time. So, for example, one of those major things is medical treatment. Even after we've sent the demand, you may have to go back to get additional care. That is fine. Just make sure you let us, or if you've got a lawyer, another lawyer, have them get let them know so they can get those medical records and bills. That's a key part of this. At the beginning of the case... The investigation is crucial. You just because the police department put a police or did a police report uh, after a car crash or a dog bite or whatever it may be, that does not mean that that's sufficient. These police officers are very very busy, and so the amount of investigation that they do is fairly minimal. On a side note, don't expect them to do an accident reconstruction. That's highly unlikely. They usually only do those in death cases or serious injuries. And even in that, it's usually done by the highway patrol. And if the highway patrol is not involved, it's probably not going to happen. All right. So that's why it's crucial that you get that evidence and you do your own investigation. That's why we send out an investigator on almost every single case. It's very rare that we don't send an investigator out. It's even more important on fall cases or dog bites or in situations where the police are not called to the scene 
because there is no documentation. You are not entitled in a lot of situations to the defendant's investigation. Okay. So their photographs that they take, their reports, you're usually not entitled to those right now. If they've taken your statement, you are entitled to that. All the other stuff is work product. I know it doesn't seem fair, but just know that you likely will not have that information. So you need to do your own investigation. And that's another thing that's that's going on while the case is pending is investigation. We're investigating the other side. You better believe that the insurance company is investigating you. So make sure that you're not posting about this stuff on social media. Make sure you're not going to the gym and, and, and doing all these uh, heavy lifts whenever you're, you're saying that you're injured. If you're injured, you need to be injured. And so don't be fighting through it by going to the gym because that's not going to help. Listen to your doctor. All right. So investigations going on. Um, you are uh, getting the treatment you need. At least with our office, we're going to be getting and gathering a ton of information from you. We're going to be sitting you down or on the phone. We're going to be calling you, asking you a ton of information. And so make sure you don't hold back from us. We're going to know about want to know about your prior injuries, any prior claims or lawsuits. That's so we protect you on the back end if this case does go to litigation. Uh, we want to know about everything so that we can prepare. All right. Now, the insurance companies like to use pre-existing injuries against you. We think that's BS, but we want to know about it so we can fight back. All right. So that's why we want to know that stuff. We're also going to be investigating the other side, doing background research, doing driving, checking driver records, uh, checking criminal histories. We're going to be doing all all that at the same time. Another thing that we're going to be doing is we're going to be obtaining and requesting from from doctors and providers all of your medical records and bills uh, so that we we know what what to expect going forward. whether it's prior or current treatment. So if it's a tra- treatment just from this case, we need to get that information together so we can send it with our demand. We also are going to need that so we can help guide your treatment. So if we, if we'll get that information and I'll be frank with you. If, if we don't think that the doctor is taking care of you, we're going to let you know, and we're going to let them know. Okay. So we want to make sure you're getting the best care possible. And the only way we're going to know that is if we're regularly getting your records and bills. And that's something we've got our entire medical team devoted to doing. And they take care of getting those and we get them pretty darn fast. I'd say um, I'll even make the the claim that we're, we're, we're maybe one of the best in the country getting medical records and bills because we're on top of it. We got an entire team devoted to it. And there's a lot of other firms in this country that, that do the same thing. They've got entire medical teams devoted to getting those because it, it's crucial. It's the lifeblood of an injury case is getting those those records and bills. Another part that we're going to be looking at, and specifically in you know like product liability cases, medical malpractice cases, we're going to be talking to experts uh, and retaining experts very early on in the case, so that we, they can advise us as to what to look for, what to not, what to, what do we can skip over. Um, that's a, a key part of this, and so we're going to be getting guidance from them. In and how to direct this case. It's a, it's a, expect, experts are a crucial part of any injury case. Even if it's just this, um, a car crash case, those medical experts are super, super crucial on telling us you know, how this will affect your life in 10, 15, 20 years, whether you're going to need any corrective surgery down the road, or let's say you had a surgery, are you going to have need to have any of the any, any tools that have been placed inside of you if those got to come out? So that, that's a key part of this. So once you have completed your treatment, now people are always asking me, you know, well, how long is this case going to last? I'll be honest with you. I don't have a great answer for you because 
it all depends on your treatment and we don't want to rush that treatment. So if I tell you a number, you know, six to nine months, 18 months, it's, it's, it's a case by case basis. And I can't just, you know, cookie cutter all these. I will tell you this, typically the injury cases, if they're going to resolve pre pre litigation, they usually resolve within two months or so, I'd say two to three months of us actually, of you actually completing your treatment. So, you know, 60 to 90 days, the bulk of that time, actually has to do with us getting those records and bills. And I give you that 60 to 90 days mark because even though we're really good at getting those records and bills, sometimes the providers are really, really slow. A lot of the, also a big part of that's the major hospitals. Also some of the small clinics too. They're just not equipped for injury cases. And so they're not able to get those out the door. And we stay on them on a regular basis. We've got people that call every single day. The providers get sick of us, but we do it so we can get those. So we get those as soon as possible. But when, uh, once we've gotten all those records and bills, then we're ready for a demand. Okay, so we we put together everything. A lot of times we'll have a nurse or a doctor look at your medical to give us guidance to make sure we don't miss anything. And sometimes it, you'll you'll think you're done with treatment, and we'll have the doctor look at it or the nurse look at it and say, "Well, you know what? This may have been overlooked." Okay, and and where that may come up is, let's say you've got a severe um, right shoulder tear, right? but you also injured your knee. It was just sort of banged up in it. Well, all of the care has been focused on the left shoulder, understandably, because that was the most serious injury. But in all of your pain, you felt all the pain in that left shoulder, but you never really did much about your right knee because all the pain was focused on the left shoulder. Well, we need, need to get that looked at because it's it's quite common that what happens is, is that you overlook these, these smaller injuries. Now, they're not small injuries, but they're smaller compared to the more serious one. And so you're not getting treatment for it. And so we may tell you, hey, you've ignored this, but you need to go get it checked out because it, it could be a very serious thing. And a lot of times it is, but you've just been focused on the more serious one. So make sure that you get those injuries taken care of. Even if you think it's small, mention it to your doctor so they can follow up and do some objective testing to see if something is more um, uh, more serious going on with you. And that's why we always recommend the MRI early on. The MRI is crucial. Now it's not going to find everything, but it's going to it's going to lead the doctors in the right direction. And if you tell the doctors the, the parts of your body that are injured, that will help them in getting the MRIs in the right parts of your body. All right, so. We've gotten all that. We've gotten our report back from our doctor. We then send what's called a demand. And something you've got to know about the demand, especially in Missouri, is that if we put a time limit on, they changed the statutes in 2017. If we put a time limit on it, we have to give them 90 days. All right. And then we have to give them a lot of other information that they otherwise wouldn't be entitled to. And so what we do typically in our office, we send a just a demand out and we don't put a time limit on it. Um, and the reason why that is, is because we are trying to what we, we call set up a bad faith case. And so we will send that out and we'll talk about bad faith cases in another episode, but in a nutshell, it benefits you. Okay. So we're trying to get you more money. We're trying to get you more than what the policy says. And if they commit bad faith, we can get above the policy. All right. That's in a nutshell what it is. But if they, if they cooperate and they, and if they do everything within the letter of the law, a lot of times you're not going to get more than the policy. That's just the, 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 just the blunt truth about it. But if you don't do all the right things, you're going to get far less than the policy. All right. So you know, see how that works. You, you gotta, you gotta, if you're going to do, you gotta do everything the right way to set up the bad faith case, to get the policy or to set up the bad faith case. So, but either way, we will put together our demand package and we will send it to the insurance company. 
Now, a lot of people say, well, well, how do you come up with the amount? We typically handle bigger cases. And so what we're normally doing is sending a policy limits demand on every case. Does that mean your case is worth policy limits? Not exactly. Sometimes your case may be worth well under the policy limits, but we're sending it anyways to set up that bad faith case. All right. So we're doing that to set up the bad faith because maybe what they'll do is they'll screw up. They'll slip up. They'll offer something far less than what your case is actually worth. We file suit on it and get a really big number, and now they're going to owe you something over the policy. So that's how that works, and that's why we do it, and it tends to work really well for our clients. And so we don't we don't typically send a demand for anything under the policy. So we send that out. Now, how long does it typically take for them to respond? For the bigger insurance companies, we're probably looking at right around a, a 20 to 60-day response time. It just depends on how busy that particular adjuster is. For the smaller insurance companies, you're typically talking about a a much longer lead time. Now, they're they're not going to typically go over that 90-day mark, but they could. And we, by the way, we stay on them. We're always following up. Uh, whether we put a demand on or a time limit demand on it or not, we are always following up. We're sending them regular emails and letters. We're calling them because it all helps setting up that bad faith case. So that we do, we do that intentionally. We also we want to, we want to freaking get a response for you. That's why we do it. We want to get a response, and so we're regularly following up with them. So we've sent the demand um, for commercial policies. It just depends on the company. Sometimes it's longer. Uh, a commercial policy may be one you know dealing with if it's a fall at a store. If it's a trucking company, you're typically dealing with a uh, a commercial policy. So those I've seen those go you know short, long, whatever it may be. If it's a slam dunk policy case, those are usually pretty respond. They respond pretty quickly. So we'll send the records and bills, and they'll respond pretty quickly. It just, but again, it depends on the case, and so it's hard to cookie cutter it for you. So let's say that um, they've made an offer. We we will then haggle back and forth. If they deny it, we'll have a conversation with you about okay, do we want to file on this? Do we want to go. To, do we actually want to go to litigation? Do you want to um, go through that hassle? Some clients do not want to. Some some are eager to. It just really depends. And a lot of time, these what what these insurance companies will do is they will just deny the case right away, and they want to see if the attorney is going to file a lawsuit on it. A lot of firms don't. They'll punch you down the road and they won't deal with it. We will. And so they're just testing it out. I can't tell you how many cases I've had where they denied it right away. We file suit on it and they change their tune and they start offering money. They're just testing out the waters to see if it's something that you are going to pursue or not. So don't be surprised that they do deny the claim. Now, that's 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 better for us with it when it comes to a bad faith case um, because we can then have hit, then hit them possibly for a bigger number. And so again, it, it just all depends. So let's say that we've gotten to a number that we think is within our range. So a lot of times people ask, you know, what what's my case worth? At the beginning, I'll never tell you because I don't know. I mean, at the beginning of the case, you don't know what the case is worth. You just really don't because you've seen um, you've seen very little evidence um, at that point because by the time we, we've gotten in the case, it's usually really early on and I haven't seen any medical evidence, so I can't tell you. It's impossible for me to tell you what the case is worth. And if I do tell you, it's either a guess or I'm lying to you and I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do either of those. But by the time we send the demand, we do have an idea of what the case is worth within a range. And if that number falls within our range that we put on the case – we're going to recommend that you take it. All right. We're not going to say, you know, let's say it's on the low end of my range and um, 
I'm not going to say, oh, let's file suits so we can get more money. I don't do that because um, it's it's a hassle for you to have to go through the litigation process. It really is. Um, you're going to go through depositions. You're going to have to answer a bunch of questions. Uh, and they're going to, if you've got a lost wage claim, they're going to get your tax returns and they're going to contact your employer. And it's just a pain for you. And so we don't want to go through that or we, we don't want you to have to go through that. And so if it's within our range, we'll recommend that you take it. If it's not, if it's below our range, we're going to say you need to file suit. Not everybody's comfortable with that. Some people will t- want to take the, the money and that's fine. We get that. We understand that it's it's your case and we'll do what you want. So a part of that, so let's say we've reached settlement. Right? Again, we're not going to go through the litigation process, but let's say that it's either a, a low settlement or it's a settlement where you've got a bunch of medical bills. A lot of people are worried, well, I've got a bunch of medical bills and the, the settlement, the policy is only $50,000. You know, I'm not going to get any money. That's actually not true. In Missouri, the Missouri lien statute, and in Illinois as well, it's a di- there's a different calculation, but um, there is a calculation where you'll walk away with money in your pocket, the bills will get paid, the attorney's fees are paid, because we're able, able to sandwich the medical bills down. And so what we'll be doing after that is negotiating with the providers. Now, we will negotiate a lower amount than what they're entitled to, but Worst case scenario, they'll get what they're entitled to based on the lien statute, which is still a huge sandwich down from what was owed before. And so we'll be negotiating those. And sometimes that could take a month or two. It really just depends. I mean, sometimes it's it happens in a day. And you usually they're really quick, but sometimes we're really fighting with the provider. Because sometimes what they'll do is they'll try to say that they're entitled to more. And and we'll definitely fight them on that. It's it's something that we're willing we're willing to fight a lot on. Now, this isn't benefit to us. Just so you know, negotiating those bills benefits you. It doesn't raise our fee. It doesn't increase our fee. It benefits you, and that's why we do it. Hopefully, by the time we have um, negotiated the settlement and negotiated with the providers, we've gotten that settlement check. And what happens after that? That check goes into our attorney trust account, which is monitored by the Missouri Bar. Um, that is mandatory. We're not allowed to put it into our firm operating account. That goes straight into the trust account. And that's because it's it's got part of that is client money. And so we're, we're, we're required to do that. And it's a safe spot for that money. So that money goes in there. And then once we meet with you, the funds will be dispersed out of that. And so we will pay the providers. We will pay you. The firm will get paid out of that. Any experts will get paid out of that. All of the funds get dispersed out of that. So it's actually pretty clean for you. You meet with us. We give you your check. We show you the checks that we're going to give the providers. You take a look at the distribution. after. You, and by this point, you've probably already seen the distribution. But if you have it, you're going to review it again in the last minute. And then once we have that, we will we will close out the file. So once we've dispersed all the funds, we will close out the file and we'll send you on your way. And hopefully you're you're happy with us. Hopefully you've gotten a, a good settlement, something that's going to compensate you for injuries. And I would say in nine times out of 10, client, all clients or most clients would give away the money uh, if, if none of this had happened to them. They would, they would rather just not have the money. Um, and it's just a sad fact of how it works is uh, – you just don't want to be injured. You're not. This isn't something that you asked for, and so um, and we understand that and we get that. Um, usually, what's what's good for your case is bad for your health, and what's bad for your health is good for your case. And so, it just it's one of those things where most people don't want to go through this process. It's it's a real drain on you. It's a ha- it's a hassle. It's not the lottery, and we get that. So, but anyways, so that is the case process. Um, it's pre litigation. We'll go over litigation in a later episode. That should give you an understanding of how it works. 
Um, again, timeline wise, it's usually um, two to three months after you get done treating. And sometimes you'll, especially on the more severe injuries, you'll be getting, you know, maintenance done um, from a, from treatment standpoint. You'll be seeing doctors regularly, but I'm talking about the bulk of your treatment. Usually your doctor will release you other than, than checkups. So if you have any questions about that, give us a call 888-550-4026 or check us out at TysonMutrix.com. We also have plenty of YouTube videos. Um, check out our other podcasts. Check us out on Facebook. Otherwise, I'll be talking to you later. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Mutrux Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast, a production of Mutrux Firm, LLC. We offer a free 30-minute strategy session to discuss your personal injury case. You can ask us anything free of charge. Call 888-550-4026 to schedule your call or use the link in the show notes. If you're trying to handle your personal injury case on your own and running into issues with the insurance adjuster or not getting the treatment you need, try these three things. One, don't give a recorded statement. Two, ask your doctors to do your treatment on a lien. And three, don't negotiate with the adjuster prior to getting all of the treatment you need. Check out our YouTube channel for more helpful tips, where we have hundreds of how-to and explainer videos, or go to TysonMutrucks.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.